Welcome back. This episode's question comes from Amanda in Iowa. Amanda asks, Sabrina, what's the difference between emotional eating, overeating, and binge eating? And when should I reach out to someone for help? Amanda, this one comes up a lot in my work, and I think there can be a lot of confusion between the three. As we go through these, if you notice relating to one or all three, be gentle with yourself. It's natural to turn to food to cope with life. If you think you might be an emotional eater, you can take the Are You an Emotional Eater quiz at the link in the show notes below. If you think you fit any of these categories and it's something you want to work on, please reach out to me. I'd love to help you heal your relationship with food and your body and or refer you to a therapist in your area that specializes in eating disorders if that's what you need. With that said, what is emotional eating? Emotional eating is eating not for physical hunger, but rather to fulfill emotional needs. A lot of times people use food to deal with uncomfortable feelings. If you find yourself reaching for the ice cream when the house is quiet after a long and stressful day, you'd be engaging in emotional eating. Other times people have shared they emotionally eat include when they're feeling lonely, when they're feeling sad or depressed, when we're feeling anxious, and when we're restless or bored. Emotional eating can occur when we are looking to feel something or when we're looking to avoid feeling or when we want to numb out. Years ago, before my son Anthony was born, my husband Brian played pool on Wednesday nights. One pool night, I didn't want to cook, so I ordered a stuffed crust pizza. I loved the idea of getting to order what I wanted not having to compromise or share with anyone. The wonderful delivery person brought the hot pizza right to my door and I got to stay in my comfy PJs. Then I sat down and watched Project Runway while I ate. Soon, I got into the habit of ordering a stuffed crust pizza every week. This pizza and my eating it fell into emotional eating because I was often feeling lonely in the house by myself. Eating the pizza while watching TV gave me something to do with my downtime when the house was quiet. It helped me fight boredom while also helping me relax midweek. Each week, I'd follow my ritual of ordering the pizza online, changing into my comfy clothes, and watching Project Runway or whatever show I was currently binging on. More often than not, I'd eat more pizza than I thought I should. Then the guilt would set in. It would hide the leftovers under other plastic containers in the fridge and stash the pizza box at the bottom of the recycle bin so Brian wouldn't know I ordered pizza again, and that he wouldn't know I ate as much as I did. I was so ashamed of myself, and terrified Brian would catch on to what I was doing and call me out on it. I hear from so many women about the guilt they feel after an emotional eating episode. That guilt and shame are all too familiar for me as well. Guilt and shame while often felt after emotional eating, aren't always part of emotional eating. Sometimes we can engage in emotional eating without feeling bad about it. Think about the last time you enjoyed a piece of cake for your birthday, or your kid's birthday. A few years ago, a friend made an 8-hour homemade cheesecake for my birthday. I was so touched that she spent so much time making my favorite dessert. When I ate it, I definitely felt love and joy. Both of which are emotions. And hence, I was emotionally eating. Eating while we feel something pleasurable is also emotional eating. 
but it doesn't produce the same feelings, so we don't usually think of it as emotional eating. My hope with this podcast and my work is that you can start to look at emotional eating as something that we do all the time. In fact, the next episode talks more about emotional eating, so stay tuned. Let's move on to overeating. Overeating is simply consuming food past the point of comfort. There are likely emotions involved because we're feeling beings and always experiencing some emotion. There are many reasons why we overeat. Here are just a few. The food tastes really good. We aren't paying attention to our fullness. We've restricted food. We aren't paying attention to what we're doing, as in eating or we're trying to numb out or fill a void. There are times I eat too much because the food tastes really good. When we order Chinese from our favorite place, China King, I am more likely to eat past the point of comfortable fillness just because it tastes so good. One of the reasons I overate the Wednesday night pizza was because I wasn't paying attention to my fullness. And if I was, I wasn't honoring that fullness. I remember thinking at times, I'm full now, but I really want to eat more. Have you ever had a big dinner or event planned and not eaten much throughout the day so that you could save the calories for that event? Yeah, me too. It always leads to overeating. Another reason I overate Wednesday night pizza? I wasn't being mindful of how I was eating. I was sitting in front of the TV with a pizza box on the coffee table. My attention wasn't really on the pizza, it was on the TV, and I mindlessly kept munching on slices until over half the pizza was gone. I mentioned earlier that emotional eating can be used to numb out or fill a void. This can easily turn into overeating as we continue to try to meet that need with food, and what we really need is something else. This is why I suggest choosing to emotionally eat, being mindful while doing so, and stopping once the need to cope has lessened or you notice eating isn't helping you feel better. So what's the difference between overeating and binge eating? Or are they the same thing? Overeating can be considered binge eating at times, but not all overeating results in a binge. Binge eating can be classified by eating large amounts of food when not physically hungry in a relatively short amount of time. Binges often occur when you are alone because of the embarrassment and shame over how much was eaten. When we are with other people, we are often more aware of how much we've consumed and can stop ourselves much easier because we fear the judgment of others. When we're alone, we don't have that checks and balances system. The major difference between binge eating and overeating is the time frame in which the eating takes place. Eating over half the stuffed crust pizza over the course of a couple hours would leave me feeling uncomfortably full and would be classified as overeating. Whereas eating the same amount of pizza in half an hour would be considered binge eating because it's such a shorter time frame. Now, binge eating may or may not be classified as binge eating disorder. According to the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic Guidelines, for mental health and medical professionals, key features of binge eating disorder are recurrent and persistent episodes of binge eating. So one binge or a binge here and there won't qualify as binge eating disorder. 
Binge eating episodes are associated with three or more of the following. Eating much more rapidly than normal. Eating until feeling uncomfortably full. Eating large amounts of food when not feeling physically hungry. Eating alone because of being embarrassed by how much one is eating. And or feeling disgusted with oneself, depressed, or very guilty after eating. There's also marked distressed regarding binge eating and an absence of regular compensatory behaviors such as purging, vomiting, taking laxatives, exercising, that sort of thing. So let's recap. All eating is emotional eating since we are always feeling something or trying to avoid feeling something. All overeating is eating to a point of uncomfortableness and overeating can be binge eating but isn't always depending on the amount of time the food is consumed over. A binge eating episode here and there does not constitute binge eating disorder, however numerous episodes would. Looking at the differences and similarities between emotional eating, binge eating, and binge eating disorder, we can see how much they overlap. My hope is that this episode clears up some of the major differences between them. Remember, overeating is something we all do from time to time, and it doesn't have the emotional or mental backlash that binge eating does. If you're listening to this and relate to emotional eating and binge eating, you might be thinking, ugh, I'm doomed to always eat this way. I have good news for you. Binge eating episodes and emotional eating all start with our thoughts and emotions, which, as we'll discuss in future episodes of the Emotional Eating Therapist show, are shaped by our perspectives. And the thoughts and feelings we have after engaging in these behaviors can perpetuate, continue, or shift our perspective. If you have questions about emotional eating, binge eating, body image, intuitive eating, or anything else along your journey of getting off the diet roller coaster, you can submit those questions to be answered in future episodes. Just go to the link listed in the show notes below. I look forward to sharing more wisdom with you and answering your questions.